Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's hour two of The Big Show. Craig Bowler, Jack, uh, Gordon Monson. I'm filling in for Jake Scott. Glad to be here. Good therapy, by the way, Gordon. This first hour has felt good to me. I need it. I yeah, well, it's, uh, it's hour a three trip down me. memory lane. Uh, yeah, hour three for uh, <laughs> the first hour. But, uh, well, but Bowler, <laughs> this is like this is like 2001 all over again, man. Here yeah, we are. Yeah, well, you know, Jake, if you need a little uh, extra break, just let me know. I'll, I'll slide by tomorrow <laughs> and the next day and the next day and the next day. Well, that's the thing about Bowler. Even back in the day when we started the big show, when we started 1280, uh, and even before that, uh, I remember both of you had other, both of us had other jobs, and uh, we were doing it because we we like to work, you know. And I know that was the case with you. And sometimes it gets complicated, but uh, it's good to be back in the seat with you, my friend. Thanks, pal. It means a lot, and I do like to work. It's why I, I'm counting the days down and hoping that uh, I keep calling it the Orlando experiment, but in many ways, I think it's very true what Adam Silver and the NBA is trying to pull off. And, you know, I heard you guys talking, I heard you guys talking earlier just about what would be the cutoff point uh, Mm -hmm. if one, two, three, four players, you know, whatever it may be, uh, would come up positive. So we'll talk more about that right now. uh, My broadcast partner all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. uh, Let's welcome in Matt Harpering on the Sprint special guest line. We make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Please visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Here's a guy that I have not seen in four months. Matt, how are you? And welcome. (laughs) Bowler. What's going on, man? Ah, just hanging you, out man. with Gordo. Monson's at his at his home in his casa, uh, sitting back uh, with a microwave and a fr- refrigerator during the show. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, I decided to get nice. out of the house. I masked up and came into a very sterile studio here at the arena. And by the way, I told fans when we jumped on at three Mountain Time, the floor is down. It looks lonely in there, man. And I know you would wow. like you would like to get back inside as well. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fun to, to call a few games? Oh, just to have the energy, you know. And Gordon and I were talking earlier just about that. Uh, I want to, I want to get your thought uh, about the mental side of this because, you know, we saw you as a tough guy playing and the way you approach, you know, the broadcast world. And I'm just curious, and the guys you've talked to, which I'm sure you have, some players uh, over the last four months. Maddie, you're how would you prepare if you were playing today and you had the family and you knew it could be a 40 to 70 day commitment? You as a human, how would you handle it and how do you think it would impact you personally? Wow. Um, you know, that's that's such a hard question. As a player, you know, if you have a family, that to me it's a totally different situation. Uh, rather than if you're a single and you don't have a wife and kids, it's it's hard to put a player in a situation and, and say, okay, well, this is me and I, I would do this until it hits you, until you walk in those shoes. You don't know because there is a risk. I mean, that's not 
Let's not say there isn't. And I know the NBA is going to do everything they can for the bubble, but there's still a small risk that, you know, stuff happens. And, and when that happens, you know, what, what does the NBA do? What does the team do? Uh, you know, what does the player do? Uh, I don't know if I'm playing in today's game today what I would do. I think that if I did not have a family, I think I would for sure play. There's no, no doubt in my mind. That's just me personally. I, I would be missing the game right now uh, tremendously. And if I'm a young man and I didn't have other people to worry about, per se, then, um, you know, I'm out playing and, and for sure I'm going to take that risk. But it's not just about you. And you, you realize that when you have kids, it, it becomes about other people and, and about other ones that you love. And so there's some people that have, um, you know, kids that have compromised immune systems. And if that happens, then you really got to watch out and, and figure out, you know, what's the risk. And, and I'm not sure anyone knows, and I know there's been a few NBA players that have pulled out uh, because of that. They say, well, my son or my daughter or my wife or, you know, that, that's a totally different uh, scenario. So I don't think you can judge anyone with that. And then it's, it's, it's easy to sit back and say, oh, I would do this. But until you're in that situation, you really don't know what you would do. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one because you love to play. Obviously, if these NBA players, they make it to a certain level, they love the game. They love to compete. They love to get out there, and they're itching to play because they haven't played since March. Uh, it's a big part of their life. It is their life for a lot of these guys. So um, you, you miss it and you want to be there. But then there's the other side of it, Bowler, that, we, that we've all been talking about for the last few months. So how does that happen, Matt? Do you just shut down the outside world so that you can perform at your highest level back on the court with no fans in the stands, everything being just this much different? Yeah, I think if if I was to say today, I'm going, I'm playing, um, then, yeah, you have, I think, the player's mentality. And, and let's not forget, these guys play – all summer long in gyms without fans. Uh, they play pickup. They play intense. I've been in some intense pickup games in my life that, you know, feel like a real game. So I, I think, yeah, they're going to miss the fans. I think teams are going to miss home court advantage. That's what you're going to see the most, I think. Um, I think you'll see the competition. I think you'll see people getting after it. I think you'll see the intensity on the court, which will be fun for fans because you'll see more interaction. You'll hear more. Um, the fan side of things, uh, I do. I, I, that is going to affect the game. I, I don't think there's a, a doubt in my mind that that's not going to affect it. Um, but the player's mentality is, I think, in an, in an NBA world and to be a professional basketball player, you've had to compartmentalize a lot of things throughout your life to get to that point. And I think these guys are able to do that when they get on the on the floor in Orlando. Matt Harpering joins us here on the Big Show, twelve eighty, the Zone, and uh, Matt coming to us from Atlanta. Uh, Matt, I'm just curious also um, in in the sense of, well, who you think on this Jazz team, Gordon said it earlier that Rudy and Donovan have stared the beast. They've stared at the beast. They were both COVID-19 positive. And Quinn Snyder showed incredible leadership uh, and, and, and always, I think always has during his tenure with the Jazz, but even more so down in Oklahoma City. But how do you think this team will form – the the rebonding when it comes time to play again, especially knowing that Rudy and Donovan have have suffered and, and, and gone through this, but also we have to wait and see how they're going to really relate to one another another again. But do you think this team will be mentally prepared to to take on this this I think really tough tough task? 
I do. Um, I, I, I don't see or foresee a rift happening with, with Donovan and Rudy. I know that there was talk earlier in March and uh, kind of about it, but I think, you know, you get into the locker room setting, you get it with each other, their teammates, and you got to remember you, you, the, the biggest thing you miss away when you're an athlete and a pro, pro athlete is the camaraderie in the locker room and the guys being around each other. And, and so that's going to be fun again for these guys to get back and, and to be friends again and, and hang out again. Um, I, I don't, I don't foresee something there, Bowler, where, you know, there is a, or at least something you can see on the court that you say, oh, wow, well, Donovan's not passing Rudy the ball, or Rudy's not passing Donovan, or there's bad chemistry issues with this team. Um, I do think it's going to hurt Bogdanovich not being around, but as far as the team chemistry and, and Coach Quinn leading the way, I think he's the one of the best in the business of getting his team on the right track, making them focus on a goal and on a mission. And I, I, don't, I think that you're going to see a, a Jazz team that's hungry to win and that's going to play hard. Matt, Matt Harping joins us, uh, Bowler and me here on the big show. When you were playing, did how did you approach the mental side when you didn't have all these other things going on? I guess every human being has some quote-unquote distractions. But did you have a routine? Did you? How did you stay in the present? How did you make it so there weren't these wild undulations from game to game based on your mood or where you were mentally that particular day? How, how does one do it? Well, schedules and routines certainly help. But a lot of times in fans, you forget that these NBA players are human and they go through all the adversity and more that, you know, you do. And, you know, they have human problems outside the court that they got to deal with. Um, and they have to push that aside away when it comes to, you know, when it comes time to play a game, you got to throw on the Superman in uniform and say, okay, I got to, I got to forget about that. I got, I got to become and transition into a basketball player right now. And, you know, I can count numerous times of in a career where you're, you, you, you're just in the morning or something happens during the day and you're not mentally ready. You're like, wow, this is a lot going on. This is a heavy load. And then by four o'clock, you're saying to yourself, okay, I got to Clark Kent this real quick into Superman. I got to, I got to forget it and I got to get mentally ready to play because this is my job and this is what I do. Um, it's hard. And that's why, and, and honestly, I think this, this is the one thing that really separates a lot of, NBA athletes from, um, you know, people that did not make the NBA or why you didn't make the NBA, because there's a lot of athletes that have the athleticism and there's a lot of talent out there in the world, but you got to have both. You got to have the talent, the athleticism and the mental side. And so, you know, there's a, there's far more that have just one of those, but it's rare to have both. And I think when you get both, that's when you get the NBA athlete. And because it's hard and not just the NBA athlete, I think just a pro athlete, whether it's baseball and football, I think you have to have, and I know you do, you have to have that mental side, which can be as crushing as the physical side at times. You know, Gordon, uh, Matt still wears 15 as Jersey under his coat and tie. <laughs> no, it's true. That's uh, true. Hey, hey, Matt, let me just, let me just kind of piggyback off that, that answer and Gordon's question, because now I want to ask you about in shape. You know, a lot of people say, boy, it's not going to be a lot of time. 
Uh, how much time would you need to get back not only in shape but NBA shape? And I know a lot of these players have been working out as best they can, but it still doesn't replicate what true three-on-three, five-on-five, and some of these scrimmages that will take place. But for you, do you buy in that the the level of play will be high or the best team who hits the floor the fastest is going to have the surprise and maybe the upset in the first round of the playoffs? How does this play out for you? Yeah, so um, it's, you know, a couple things. As far as being in shape, I, I think if, if a player is not in shape, shame on them. Right, I, I I do think that. I think it's your job. I think you knew through this whole process that at some point, and the NBA was telling you this, that we're going to play again. And so whether it's running outside or you buy yourself a treadmill or you get some stuff in your house, I mean, you, you, there's ways to, to stay at least in shape. NBA shape, as you know, is a little bit different, right? So I think that's going to take time. But that's why you're getting this month or these three weeks before uh, the season, the first game, to get into the NBA shape. But there's no way that all of a sudden you go from March and you come back, you know, 30 pounds heavier. And you say, well, why? And you say, well, I just didn't do anything for four months. Well, then I don't think that's an answer that we're going to see. At least I hope not. Um, you know, when you when you go forward into the – into the game and into the you get to Orlando and you get the chemistry going and you get the first games going I think what you're going to see is you know a lot more missed shots than you would maybe a few more turnovers and it's just rust right I I think you're going to get a little rust and that's I think it's very normal Um, but then I think the 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 pace of play the the quality of play is going to dramatically increase um, on games you know five six seven and eight because it's like riding a bike. Once you get out there again, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this again. Yep, okay, I got it. And the feel starts coming back to you. The rhythm starts coming back to you. And they're playing every other day, which is a great schedule for a player. It gives you uh, enough rest, and then it gives you a playing game the next day. So you're always in kind of rhythm. And then you hit the playoffs, I think, at the right time after the eight games and a couple weeks of playing. And so I do think the quality of play – uh, will get better, especially if you're going into the first round, to the second round, to the third. I think you're going to get some high-quality basketball, for sure. So, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, and I'm going to warn you, as a good partner would, unlike uh, my friend Craig Bowlerjack sometimes <laughs> just dumps stuff on you. Uh, the, the Jazz, when I saw that schedule, New Orleans, OKC, the Lakers, Memphis, San Antonio twice, and then Denver and Dallas. Uh, I know you're not into gambling, but Vegas has the over-under for the Jazz at four wins in those eight games. Uh, Would you go over on that, or is there too much mystery in this whole thing to be able to really know? I, I think if I was able to guess and get the right answers, I'd be a lot more. Uh, I've got a lot more money in my bank account than I do now, right now. Right? I mean, you don't know. I mean, I, I'm interested to see how the the non home court. I know there will be an away team and a home team, but how, you know, I do think that's that's huge, and, and especially in a place like Utah, has always had a great home court advantage. And players talk about it all the time. Well, now everyone's kind of kind of be on an even playing field. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, you're going to get teams obviously fighting for the playoffs. You're going to get teams that you know might be in a different situation, like the Lakers. You know how how they already are, are a top seed. So how you know how much do they want to play minutes and without limiting risk on injury? You know, so you don't know exactly. 
you know, what happens. It's kind of like March basketball sometimes. Bowler, we do games, and the next thing you know, it's like two guys are sitting out. You're like, right. where'd this come from? Yep. Like, you know, so um, you just don't know. That's why you get prepared for every game, and the next thing you know, you put four wins out there, and you might have six. You might have eight. You don't know uh, what happens with these teams and what the other objectives are to these other teams as far as who they want to play, who they want to get reps, who they want to kind of kind of slowly progress into into game shape. Um, but I do think this, and I'm not, I don't want to sugarcoat too much, because I do think the injury to Bogdanovich, is, is, that's going to hurt the Jazz. There, there's no doubt about that. He's a great player, and he's a huge part of the team. Now, can we have players uh, step up in his absence? And that's what you know the bench is for. And the Jazz have had a good bench this year. Hopefully that can continue. But there's going to be some, uh, some minutes that are going to be had and some, and some points in production that are going to need to be increased by other players than just Rudy and, and Donovan. Yeah, great point. Uh, I think Joe going back as a starter is going to be a big one, and Jordan Clarkson, Moutier may get a look, and George Niang obviously will get some minutes, and the, that three ball from George will be big too. Hey, Matty, before I cut you loose, just a quick uh, personal question: How's the family? And you know, father of five, and Mandy. <laughs> but I'm guessing you you guys have been challenged in a lot of different ways uh, with five at home. Others have dispersed for many of us, but trying to keep the kids focused and educated on what's going on must have must still be a task. Well, it's, it's, I think I'm not the only one saying these last four months have been, uh, it's been hard, right? I mean, first of all, you realize you're not that smart, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> the kids come home and you're, you're doing homework and you're like, Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I got a third grader, I got a fifth grader and I got a, you know, I got kids I'm doing them looking at their homework and you realize like, where's Google when you need them? Yeah. Hey, and, X, Hey dad, it, X it, plus Y it, yeah, equals Z. Like, you know? Yeah. And you, you know, the, of course the kids think you're smart. And so you're trying to live up to their like, yeah, I know this. And you're, you know, you're trying to, and you're trying to give homeschool. Me, give and, me five minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to relearn stuff and all of a sudden it does come back, but it comes back slower than it used to. I mean, it was, it was interesting to figure out um, the school thing and the school side of things because not only it's not just one kid, for me it's five, you know, like at least my oldest one had his own thing, but the school thing uh, with everyone around each other was a little trial. Yeah, it was, it was hard. Um, and then just the lack of sports and the lack of getting out, uh, you realize that sports was nice to get your kid out of the house a little bit and have something for him to do. But then all of a sudden that energy doesn't go away. You know, like they, they still need to expend that energy. Right. And so <laughs> they're around the house and they're messing with each other. So then you got them fighting with each other. It, it, it was interesting. I, I do think our family grew a little closer during this. And then I, I and I'm happy that, you know, they, they do pull for each other, as you know, being in a big family, but, um, there's been some days that you, you go to bed at night and you're like, wow. Wow. Um, this has been this was a day yeah you become a referee and this corner is luke and in this yeah, corner yeah. is katie you know so yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey matt and so you know it, it, yeah i'm not the only one well, listen everyone it, this has affected everyone right i mean like there's there's not one person i don't think that this has not touched Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, you know, indeed. One, th- one, one thing, Bowler, about what Matt just said, I consider Matt to be a fairly mentally tough person. And so it's good for people. It's good for people to hear that it's even challenging for someone like you, Matt, because everybody is in, in this boat. You know, everybody is fighting their way through it. You know, the truth is Mandy's really the tough one over there. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to tell you both. So I, I tell you, parenting can bring you to your knees. 
Parenting yes. can bring you to your knees. Absolutely. Hey, Matt, I'm not sure how we're going to pull this off on the 30th, but uh, yeah. I, I know we're, we're working on it. Uh, you're going to be in Atlanta. Uh, I'll be here, T, uh, Locke, and Boone, and KK, and Alema. Uh, but you know what? We're going to do our best as broadcasters to bring some fun action to the Jazz Nation, and I think we're going to learn as we go, right? I, that's the only way we can approach it. Yeah, uh, we got some things to figure out, um, but we're going to do our best. We always do, and you know what? It's going to be fun, and basketball is going to be back. You know, yeah. that's that's going to be good for fans. Yeah, the beauty and of this is the Jazz started all off. How about that against New Orleans? That's the first game back. I don't know if that's by design. I was surprised it wasn't against OKC, really, but it's against New Orleans and Zion. So, you know what? We hit the we hit the we hit the ground running right off the top. Yep, and it's it's a you know Zion. Uh, I think obviously has huge fan support. So also we'll see Derek Favors again. So yeah. that'll be good to see him. Um, but yeah, the, you know New Orleans is fighting, so they're going to be ready. Jazz will be ready. Should be a good a good opening night. Hopefully so. All right, Matt, we'll talk soon. Um, thanks for taking some time out. Best of the fam. Thanks, Matt. All right, see you guys. See you later. All right, Matt Harpering uh, joining us today on the uh, special guest line. Sprint special guest line. Gordo? You know Bowler, I just Bowler, I just saw that it's going to cost the NBA $1.5 million a day to run this bubble. <laughs> 1.5. Now that includes, I think, uh, what I, I I'm seeing here too. Now that's that's testing plus hotels, food, uh, all, all to, to encompass everyone, right? And I guess if it goes on for 70, 80 days, that's uh, yeah, you know, me... 100 million. That that must not be you know compared to what they would lose otherwise. That is uh, money well invested. Well, that's good. Disney could use it. So. Yeah, Disney. Disney's gonna. <laughs> Disney's gonna do real, really well off of this. Uh, Seventy days. Tell me again. You said it was how? What? what One point five million. One point five mil. So yeah, you're looking at. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, like a. A hundred million. Yeah. A hundred million. And, but again, yeah. you're looking at television revenue contracts that, you know, upwards into the, you know, 800 million to 1.6 billion. I mean, right. so <laughs> you can understand why Adam Silver, too, is trying to make this bubble happen so that teams can uh, get the return back on television revenue. And, you know, it's the same for the Jazz, trying to you know make sure this broadcast goes on as well because of commitments to brought you know to to uh, to advertisers who want want to see Jazz basketball, and let's just hope Gordo, it can happen. And you're you're positive. I know you told me earlier you're you and I heard you earlier. You're you're positive this 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 thing will play out, unless there's an outbreak, uh, a major outbreak, and and how how can any of us know? whether that's going to happen. And we don't know what that number is. Adam Silver has dodged that. but I, And I don't know what it is. Would it take uh, three players on every team to to shut it down? I, I, I'm not exactly sure. But well, I, I, just think roster, I just think the NBA is doing everything it possibly can. Yeah, bowl. expanded rosters. Let's say you go 17, right, deep. Could you play with 12? Yeah, right? Yeah, I suppose so. But what yep. if a team actually pulls out and then the sk- – I don't know. There, there's yeah. so many what-ifs. And I think yeah. Adam Silver's smart to play it day by day, and I, I think it's the only way you can. The plan's a, in place. Now you just have to let it play out. 
Yeah, I'm a lot uh, more confident that the NBA season will be finished up than I am about college football right now. Yeah, let's talk more about that when we come yeah. back. Uh, top of the hour, we'll talk to um, Riley Jensen, who uh, used a quarterback at Utah State, now a sports psychologist. He'll give us some insight on uh, what these players may be uh, going through down in Orlando and also the college football and NFL world. You're right, Gordo. I don't see a plan in place, and I will talk about what Boomer Esiason said today earlier about herd immunity and college players, quote, as he thinks, purposely getting COVID right now so they'll be better when football comes around later this fall. I'm not sure if that's the case, but that's the way uh, Boomer was talking about it today. Gordo, I'll get your thoughts. We'll come back. The big show uh, right here on 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Back to basketball here on the Zone Sports Network. Craig Jack in for Jake Scott with Gordon Monson. Three Pelicans players have tested positive for the coronavirus. The Magic, Steve Clifford says he is viewing this restart as a completely separate season than the previous games that were played. Adam Silver admitted earlier on a show that uh, the, the NBA is on track, but the virus spread may stop the NBA at some point in its tracks down there in Orlando. And Vice President of Referees Joe Borgia, for 32 years, he's retiring from his post. Back to Basketball Update, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. All right, welcome back in the big show here on 1280 The Zone. New voice today, Jake is off. Craig Bowler-Jack happily filling in along his old partner, uh, Gordon Monson, here on the big show. Gordo, hanging out at the, the Casa. What's new at the house? Uh, same as it was yesterday. And I met Groundhog the Day. Be tomorrow. Yeah, I liked the way you said it earlier, <laughs> Bowler. You were, on Sunday, you were looking out the window at the rain, just, just watching the, the, uh, the rain fall. And back. watching the clock tick by slow. <laughs> hey, the big show is brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century YouTube. Utah. Get started right now at syringanetworks.com. .net. That's .net. Get too used to saying .com. Hey, uh, Gordo, can 25-year-old men survive without girlfriends or wives for 70-odd days in Orlando? No. no. I didn't think so. I, I don't think so, Bowler. Uh, what do you mean survive? I don't. Well, let's just say stay focused. <laughs> Is that the friendliest way to say stay it? Stay on task. Uh, on stay on task. Task. Think about that. If you're 25, I don't care if male or female. I mean, 25, 30 years of age. Okay, you know, athletic. Uh, you know what? You know the Olympics or they, they kind of took precautions there, so to speak. You know, last time out. I don't know, Gordon. I, no matter what you're looking at, if you can joke a little bit about that, of course. But it's still. It's a challenge beyond, I think, the challenge you know that we can we can think of. 
So I've heard a lot of people say, not a lot, but a number of people say publicly that this is a real issue. Jake and uh, Austin and I were talking about it yesterday, and it really, it really does make you wonder how how can you do this uh, safely? And and I wasn't a part of that phone conversation amongst all the players, but I have a feeling it was on some minds. Oh, it has to be. And it is isn't it better to acknowledge? Isn't it better to acknowledge that this uh, tendency is there, and to maybe find a way to test some of those individuals who may be involved in relationships with players? But Gordon, though the bottom line is, you will not see family or friends until round one of the playoffs are complete and then they will accommodate I believe up to three individuals for each player now that's family so to speak or wives a child or girlfriend I mean I look I think it's 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 a it's it's a topic that has to had that has been discussed and has to be discussed and could play a factor whether or not this the breach of the bubble would occur and the impact it could have and what well, kind of security would be around that bubble? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm telling you one thing. If if I were to place a bet one way or the other that these things will go on or they won't go on, I'm, I'm putting my money that they are going to go on. And so if that is the case, then what is the what are the conditions under which that happens? Um, and how, how secure will it be? Will it be players sneaking uh, friends into the bubble, or will it be players exiting from the bubble? Uh, I I don't know. What? Uh, if, but but uh, I do know. I do. I I I just I just know it's going to happen. I I would see potentially players exiting the bubble and potentially not coming back into it. Well, they said if you leave, then you're quarantined for three days, right? At least, at least in quarantine. At least, because um, most quarantine uh, suggestions that I've seen is the ten to fourteen day rule, right? When well, we came you, back from OKC, I went uh, seven because of proximity. That's a very and this was after word, you. Had, this was after you'd been tested, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. See, but they told us in the rulings that it was about proximity. So again, my proximity versus what Coach Q and others were were, were a little different. But still, yeah. I mean, because of family and friends and my parents who are here, and um, you know, they've won the lottery a couple of times, not figuratively, but age wise. Yeah, I got to take care of them, right? I got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how this would work out if you if you as a 24 year old or a 25 or let's say a 32 year old jumps the, the the quarantine let's say you jump the fence right I mean I don't know if you get back in is that what you call it jumping the fence yeah <laughs> thou shalt not jump the fence until you're <laughs> until I'm home we uh, by the way we just had a caller a veteran calling and say hey we go with far less for a far longer time when we're that age you know what veterans. yeah yeah. You know, I, I would think you know. that they are probably ultra-focused, right? They'd have to be. I mean, if, if I'm hearing bullets well, whizzing by my... poor sh- NBA babies yeah. that can't figure I, it out for I, two I, months. Well, yeah, I do know that uh, when if they do leave the premises and then come back uh, and are found out that they, however many games they miss, they, they, uh, they are, have, there's a monetary 
uh, penalty to pay. Gordon Early, so, let's uh, come on. Let's pull back the sheet a little bit here. No pun intended, but <laughs> man, you just you just got a call, Austin, from a veteran who says, "Look, man, I've been through worse and longer tenure protecting our country. Is this really even a conversation? Come on. I mean, is, is this something that really is on Adam Silver's mind about uh, this? In, in part, let's say it's page nine. Maybe it's on page one for all we know. But what if it's page nine on just potential issues? I mean, is this really an issue that we ought to be worrying about? Well, uh, I can't speak for every NBA player, but I I do know that it's in many cases it's a unique lifestyle, and whether they can go without or they they can't. Uh, you're right, but I mean because they they can have friends come in after uh, what the first round of the playoffs yeah after they get so, through the first round which which would be let's see equates to about 30 days well no it'll be it'll be more than that because they come in on the 7th 8th and 9th and it's going to take a month to go through the eight games in the first round so let's just be let's say 7 weeks is what it basically would be and then those people have to stay right in the bubble for the duration after mm-hmm, that right mm-hmm well, if I'm a coach, I, I I would have a talk with my players, and I said, "Look, fellas, we have a goal here. We wanna we want to see what this team is capable of doing. Work with me here, man. Just you know, maybe some of you might be frustrated, some of you might be outside your normal routine, but let's focus on basketball for a month and a half." And if we succeed, then you can have visitors. If we if we don't, then it then then we're out of here yeah, anyway. Yeah, we're gone anyway. You know, it's this the, feels like I'm getting the talk from dad. Again, yeah, by it does way, feel like the talk the, with all the tiptoeing. So and, I'm, let's go into my den and let's just have. You the, see what an NBA yeah. team has a goal. Yeah, so we're together as one here. So if you mess up, it really disrupts the whole family. <laughs> you know, I guess it goes back. <laughs> if you and, want uh, to have <clears throat> visitors, yeah, <laughs> make sure you really are in love with the visitors. Well, first. that's also because uh, Adam Silver's been kind enough to provide you with pool tables and lawn darts, <laughs> and and that was part of the deal, right? Pool table, bumper pool, bowling alley, and lawn darts should but keep no, you focused. But no doubles ping pong. <laughs> no doubles ping pong. Yeah, because you're too close. Oh my. <laughs> So 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 oh let's keep that doubles ping pong thing in mind with <laughs> other things. Just, oh, you know, stay away. Well, know, I guess I uh, guess that's what you got to do. And uh, many of our listeners are probably going. I, I think they can manage a month and a half or whatever, you know. But maybe maybe I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't. You said the unique I have not, lifestyle. I have not. I have not <laughs> approached that topic with any NBA players of late. Uh, nor would they probably respond with any on-the-record uh, responses. I'm sure that question may pop up uh, down in Orlando. I, I just don't know. Like someone's going to have to ask it. You know, I don't know. We'll see. What now. about okay? So beyond that, Bowler, what about the relationships between players? Do you think uh, cliques will will be formed? Do you? I mean, how will that be? Everybody likes to have some friendship. Sure. Uh, will they be will 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 there be inner squad relations going on as far as talking and then will that lead to some sort of uh, uh, you know recruitment uh, how do you oh think that's gonna gosh. go uh, what yeah oh my gosh what are we talking about the talk still or are we, no uh, huh, yeah. 
I think pay attention. Uh, He's a good boy, but he don't listen. I I think no. I just mean in general as, as far as basketball goes. I or, think or, I think what happens is what we see on the road anyway. Is that uh, dinner comes, but again, this is you're not going out to restaurants. Yeah, there are semi cliques. There's friends that are you know that are tighter with one another than others. Uh, others depend sometimes on the road to have old college friends or a childhood friend come by the hotel. So I think it's going to be a challenge, Gordon, no matter what. On a serious note, honestly, you can talk about, you know, missing the girlfriend or the wife and the relations and what have you. But I, I, the, the escape on the road is, is basically, uh, you know, dinner with a teammate or two. Uh, if they go clubbing, sure, on an off night, let's not, you know, that that happens, sure. But at the same time, there, there's a lot of friends, heck, even for myself, I see old college buddies all the time, which helps me, you know, kind of let the hours click by. I mean, down in New Orleans, uh, a friend of mine just moved down there, and every time we're in New Orleans now, it's it's a clam and oyster fest, you know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's just, just the way it is. But I can't imagine being in in one area for so long. I mean, I know the Disney hotels, what, three different hotels will host the 22 teams and right. three different days when three when three different uh, five or six teams come in at, at once, they have to get get acclimated, but they're all going to be separated except for those 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 groups that are sharing the hotel. You know, maybe you start to you get to know you get to know another arch rival, right? Yeah, maybe you. So do. would you spend time? Would you feel funny if one of your teammates is going is uh, is going to play shuffleboard with uh, a couple darts? guys from another team? I mean, what? I don't think Jerry don't Sloan would have liked it because he didn't, he didn't like the, any team, uh, any of uh, one of his players having any type of a friendly relationship, uh, friendship with with any of the opponents. Yeah. You know, he didn't like the night before, hey, they went out to dinner because it was all about winning. And I think, you know, again, times have changed and this situation is totally not the norm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know – you're going to have to learn every day is going to be different. Um, and that's really, Gordo, I mean, I don't think there's any rules you can really write. I think this is going to be ongoing, and it's this book is going to be written on a daily basis down there. I really do. We're gonna. I wonder if we're going to get some pretty wild stories. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, the yeah. clock is ticking. Jazz uh, depart in a week's time on the 7th. Tomorrow's the 1st of July. So, um, you know, I'm starting to think, too, Gordon, that some some players might be really realizing right now what's ahead of them. And that may, yes. may be a little uh, – it could be freaking you out a little bit. It would be. <laughs> yeah. Because you're really going to – you know, you're going to you're gonna dive into, un, into the unknown, and uh, you're going to get a pretty heavy dose of it quick. All right, yeah. we'll come back. Uh, more to come. I want to get your thoughts. Um, I know we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the, the, the NBA, but Boomer Esiason, I thought, had a really interesting conversation on his show today, uh, and it was reported in the New York Post about uh, players purposely getting COVID so that uh, they won't be put in quarantine when it comes time to play. Kind of an odd thought, but one we'll kick around next on The Big Show. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, 
welcome back. It's the big show. Craig Bolderjack. I'm uh, filling in for Jake Scott today and Gordon Monson alongside on the big show. Glad you're with us. You know, Gordon, uh, I'm learning as I go. You know, the, the seat doesn't – it kind of stays the same, but I, I forgot about your <laughs> not sports report. I can't have a – I know, Austin, you can't have a show without the not sports report, right? And it's brought yeah. to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. All right, Gordo, I know that, you know, Austin, during the break we're talking, what have you got today? I've got two things today, Bowler. Yeah. Uh, since you're doing the show, it's a special treat. <laughs> to uh, the, the first one is... Don't blame Bowler. <laughs> Austin, I think it's time you fess up. To what? You love the not sports. I love sport. keeping you, my job. You tell everybody that you hate it. You tweet that out on a regular basis. Will you come clean here and now? You once spent eight minutes telling us about a children's birthday party that saw the tiger attack the donkey and kill it. <laughs> eight minutes? Yeah. But I keep, I keep explaining to him, Bowler, that that Last week is, you read an obituary to start the show. That, that, that which is extraordinary is news. And, and, and it's not. How often, and it's the not how often do you report. hear of... Yeah, how often do you hear of a tiger killing a donkey at a birthday party? And then you once uh, spent 11 minutes telling us about a guy that stole some meat from the butcher by stuffing it down his pants. <laughs> I'm not making these up. You know what? Well, that actually happened. When I, I know. You that actually happened it. when I was at the when I worked at a grocery store in uh, Kansas City. Uh, I was a stalker checker. A couple of guys had this little scam going. When we closed up at night, they'd walk by, pick up a couple of T-bones and you know, and then they were gone out through the pants and the shirt. Finally, they you know the butcher caught on back there. Last week we spent eleven minutes reading names. <laughs> really, just reading names. Gordon, what he got? All Two right. things, right? Uh, Two things. With 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 that uh, ignominious intro, one I'll, thing. Uh, I'll go ahead and one thing. And, uh, uh, two things here. The first okay. one is a Phoenix family uh-huh. paid forty six hundred dollars to buy tickets to a Celine Dion concert. Now you can you can evaluate that any which way you want. Whether, is this forty six hundred a pop or total? Uh, uh, I think it's the total. Okay, but anyway, they can't get the. It was postponed because of COVID nineteen, but they can't get their money back. They just want their money back, but they're not getting it back, so they're complaining about it. So I guess the moral of the story is that uh, the family's debt will go on. <laughs> A little little Titanic humor there. That's one. You got any drums in there? Can... No, I'm, that's not worthy of anything. You're not going to? Okay. What's the second thing? The second one is a, a fisherman up in Alaska – a 22-year-old uh, fellow decided one night at about 9 o'clock at night it was a good idea to break into a fire station, which had no people in it. None of the f- other fire, the firemen weren't, or fire people weren't there. And so the fisherman broke a window, jumped in, jumped aboard a fire truck, turned the lights and the siren on, and then drove 15 miles to a certain destination, what do you think? What destination would he have driven that truck under those conditions? I'm, I'm going to guess, just a wild guess, that he was going to propose. <laughs> oh, I, I wish, I wish he had that good of a reason. Really, tell me, he went but, to a strip club. What? I don't know. What happened? Close. It, it wasn't a strip 
Claude. He, he missed went. the bus for the uh, uh, work release pickup and had to get back to jail. <laughs> he went to a bar in a fire truck with the lights on and the and the, the siren. Yes, he and decided he, he that wanted would to be, be noticed. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Maybe it was line them up. An emergency. Is that where you're going with that one, Gordon? No, it was not an emergency. He just wanted a drink, I think. But uh, anyway, it wasn't exactly the most subtle way to go about his business. And so when he pulled into the bar, a couple of police officers happened to be sitting there uh, waiting for him. At the bar? Yeah, I, I, I guess. Maybe they drove up at the same time he did. But they greeted him and told him he had just done like $100,000 worth of damage. Because he, when he drove the fire truck out, he neglected to open the doors, so he drove <laughs> through the doors. I don't think the guy needed another drink, Gordon. <laughs> I think he'd had enough, man. He was on fire. Are, do you think it would be cool to drive a fire truck? Yeah, I, I honestly do. Would it be worth 10 days in jail? <laughs> no. how, much, how much did that door cost? I think it was $10,000 that's or one, something. That's, that's a pretty steep drink right there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's almost something. Like, if somebody did that in a movie, you would think, this is so unrealistic. And yet, in real life, there it is. Did, did you say out. where this happened at? It was, uh, let's see. It Alaska, was, you said, I thought. Yeah, Alaska uh, King King Salmon Fire Station, and I believe <laughs> it was the it only fire drove, engine in all of Alaska. I know. He said he drove down the Alaskan uh, Peninsula, so I'm assuming <laughs> that's Alaska. So uh, anyway, I thought that was rather unusual. I mean, I have I th- I think it would be kind of cool to drive a fire truck, but I wouldn't steal one and drive it through the front door. <laughs> Ten grand worth. I'm not walking. You've been to Alaska? It's cold. It's cold. You know, this brings up just a quick story, and I don't know. Austin, do you watch Seinfeld up? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you remember when Kramer is on the back That's of the exactly fire? That's exactly what I was thinking Me too. Of. I was laughing just inside thinking of If anybody's watched it, Kramer's he's got drive, his foot up on the yeah, wheel. He's driving the ladder truck, and they've got the driver in the back, so when they turn the corner, and he's got the wheels up, and he's leaning one way or the other. Uh-huh. That would be kind of fun. i got to be honest. That would be daunting. When you're when you got that, because those things are long. Yeah, that's why they got to have the guy make sure he gets around the corner with it. Yeah, but he didn't drive through any door. No, no, he didn't. See, Gordo, I'm a fan of the non-sports report because it's just the silly things that happen. Don't do this, baller. Is this a bad plug for him? Yes. Okay, Austin shaking his head, Gordon. You know, I, I today was a fine I, day. Today I was good, right? I, today was, there was no. You know, uh, it, was, it wasn't fantastic. It was just a cute little story. It was but a every, pun and then a funny story. We're fine. Everywhere. Well, the funny thing about it was that the fisherman who did the stealing of the fire truck, he drove it not just to a bar, but he drove it to a bar called the Fisherman's Bar. <laughs> I would have not have so, thought of anything but, better. But, but the fisherman's but, bar. Is there any other kind of bar in Alaska? I don't <laughs> Everywhere I go, baller people walk up to me and say, "I love the not sports report." Just, uh, what am I supposed to everywhere do? in I his just, house? I'm, no, I'm a man of the people. I Every feel like mirror he passes provide. tells him, "Huh." 
<laughs> you, sir. Austin, You're handsome Austin, and the non-sports report Mirror, mirror on the wall. Yes. <laughs> yes. The non-sports report is the fairest of Everyone them all. Everyone I ask that's asleep says they like the non-sports report. <laughs> no, there are a few who fall into Austin's camp, but uh, but the vast majority. You know how to settle uh, if, this real we, quick? It, I know we used to do. The Instapol. <laughs> I mean, uh, Gord, I, I tell you, we got to take a break. But Austin, okay. seriously, let's take um, twelve calls if we can, real quick. Uh, tell me the number again. Eight five five eight five five four zero zone. Okay, three four zero zone. Love it or hate it. The the non sports report. We'll settle this, man. You are the man of the people, and we're going to yes. bring back the old way of settling a lot of arguments. And that is, uh, you know, you got to well, go. <laughs> what if What if I win? Then what do we do Ooh, tomorrow? I don't know. You well, see, to... this is now we're, we're, it's the honor system, Austin. <laughs> so I don't want you, you know, twisting the results. Instapol. All right. Instapol results when we come back. And also, we'll talk to Riley Nelson, a sports psychologist, former quarterback up at Utah State, about uh, what players, uh, what they're going to, uh, what, what they'll face ahead in Orlando. But I can't wait for the Instapol results on the big show next. <laughs> 